0: Thank you for joining for this episode of the TechSpective podcast. Uh, my guest uh, this week is Tim Ipp from Adobe. So Tim, if you could uh, go ahead, give a little bit of uh, background on yourself.
1: Hey, hello everybody. Uh, my name is Tim and I joined Adobe around one years ago. So I mainly focusing on forensics uh, incident response here. So my past background is focusing on uh, security monitoring, automations, uh, incident response, some web teaming, purple teaming. Uh, but recently after I joined Adobe, i focusing on uh, leading the autom- uh, the Francis automations here, and uh, fresh out the process, doing all kinds of incident response. Yeah, I like automation, so I'm happy to join Adobe and Okay. Yeah,
0: uh, Yep. Yeah. Which is which is awesome and 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 the reason I have you on is to talk about, you know, it, it, exactly that it is the is the automation, <laughs> excuse me, the automation of the forensic analysis um, that uh, you guys have implemented at Adobe. So I guess let's let's start with just kind of describe for me what what it is. Like what you know, how how have you automated the forensic analysis uh, sort of, you know, pipeline
1: yeah, so basically for 4 6 we have three main parts. Uh, uh, the 4N6 VM, so we, we have 4 6 lab set up, and then data acquisition and incident triage. So at, here, at, before I joined Adobe, our 4 6 methodology is very manual. So, and also, you know, in the last few years, there are a lot of change in the security landscape, and also there are a lot of new cloud technologies, and our existing forensic methodology is no longer scalable and not capable to the new technology. So uh, after I joined Adobe, I start revamp the whole process, adding automations, update our forensic approach process, make sure our, um, our methodology uh, capable to handle most of the case. And you know, Adobe is a big company. We are going. And we have new servers. And I hope our automation will adaptive, adapt to new technology and make our job easy, easily.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, okay, so like you said, Adobe <clears throat> Adobe is a large company and yep. it's a global company. And, um, and and as I understand it, you know, so the previous the previous uh, system, aside from being much more manual, was also somewhat centralized. Like, you know, no matter where the incident happened in the world, yep. forensic artifacts and evidence had to somehow make their way to to, to San Jose or whatever um, yep. so that the forensic analysis could be done. Um, so. I guess before we get into sort of like how what, how how we how, how you've fixed it, um, what are some of the challenges of of that system of the old system in terms of, um, kind of incident response speed and timing? You know, like how how quickly can you respond when you have to ship everything to to a central location? Um, and also, uh, you know, I, I imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, but I imagine there's also some challenges with uh the integrity of forensic evidence that if i have to get it from point a to point b how do i ensure that it's still valid
1: yeah so you know r2b is a big company so we have service globally we have infrastructure uh in many many countries and in case there is exists incident happened in a uh foreign country like europe or like uh other countries, Asia, then we have a, in, in our old practice, we have our own lab in San Jose office. So every time when there is an incident overseas, we need to transfer, we need to do a data acquisition. Uh, we need to transfer a large amount of data from overseas back to San Jose office, which is very time consuming. And so, you know, in last few years, our server get getting bigger and bigger, and so sometimes the, the the server maybe has sixty four gigabytes memory or terabyte of storage. You make the transfer very slow, and you actually slow down our analysis process. It may take days in order to get all the data to our labs and we start thinking about this is a big problem because you know the incident happened very fast it's fast changing. So we need to add very fast. We need to get, hey, the visibility around this incident very fast and identify the scooping and take action on this. And um, so. One of the thing we did is we tried to uh, set up a lab on cloud and that lab is appear is located in everywhere. So we set up the labs at home. Hey, for example, there is a incident in Europe. We set up the lab in Europe actively uh, at home So we can have a lab being set up in twenty minutes. Uh, we can do a very fast data acquisition because both the victim machine and the .6 lab are located in the same geolocation. So we just do the all kinds of acquisition over there so we don't have to transfer the data back to San Jose labs. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, integrity, so uh, most of our tasks, previously most of our data acquisition, we rely on the system engineer. They help us to do it, but most of the time, they are not familiar with the process, so they make mistake. So we want to automate this part also. So we have automations to uh, automate. For, for example, we have a script to talk to different cloud provider, cloud service provider, and also uh, our EDL so that we can do a, a data acquisition by ourselves. Instead of relying the system engineer, so yeah, we can do it by ourselves. It's much more faster. We don't have a band for between the system engineer and also uh, because we have the automation here, it minimizes the human mistake and yeah, maintain the interpret uh, the integrity of the data evidence.
0: Okay. Well, and uh, one of the other things that I had forgotten about is I. You know, I imagine you know, you know, you, we have things like um, GDPR, or there are yep. there are there are also you know just nation by nation you know rules about what well, you can't take our data out of you know this country, those kind of things, which I I imagine with the previous system um, sometimes could pose pose an issue. Like if you you know like if if a if an incident happens you know in Thailand. And you know, and and there's a rule that says that you can't, you know, export the data or you know remove remove customer data or whatever from Thailand, but you're trying to do forensic uh, analysis in San Jose.
1: Yeah, so you know, Adobe is a global company, so we need to comply to different privacy law restriction in different countries So, uh, such as the GDPR, CCPA. Uh, so when we do forensics, sometimes we need to capture some this image, and this image contains some PII. Uh, so uh, in case there is an incident in Google, we want to do the forensics in using, by using the old methodology, we need to transfer the data out from Google back to our San Jose office, uh, which uh, violate the GDPR because we transfer the PII out of the, Out of Europe to the US, Uh, so actually our automation also we solve this problem. Uh, So our automation is spin up the Forensics Lab or Forensics VM. uh, Actually, links to the victim machine. So if in uh, in case there is an incident happened in UK, uh, we spin up the Forensics VM in same geographic location so the data is stay within that region Uh, we do all kinds of analytics in that region so yeah basically we resolve the problem the compliance
0: issue okay Um, okay so so you know so we've gone from manual now we've got you know we've, we've added automation we're and we're and we're running this in the cloud um which awesome because, you know, it, it addresses the issues that, that you just described, you know, that you described in terms of, um, you know, speed and integrity and, and, and in compliance. So, um, you know, with, with uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, I guess, you know, so talk to me about the, uh, I guess, kind of the, the, Architecture that you've adopted for this, and um, and you know, I'm also kind of curious. Are you, you know, do you know of anyone else that has taken this approach? I mean, you know, I I I have not personally heard of it, but I'm you know, since you work in, in forensics, I'm curious if you know of yep. are there are you know, was this a novel concept, or is there someone else that's also you know taking a similar approach? Um, in terms of you know trying to do forensics in, in the cloud like this,
1: yeah. So uh, from understanding, there are a couple of open source project available on the internet, uh, but most of the project are not well maintained, and also some of the project, most of the project, just focusing on uh, a small area. For example, just being uh, just setting up some forensics toolkits in a in a bare metal box and or inside VM. So so for our approach is not only just setting up the software but also we spin up the whole infrastructure uh, including all kinds of cloud environment uh, software the forensics directory the file structure we need and and we make sure our infrastructure are secure so our automation also secure the environment for the forensics six lab so we want to provide a not only functional for in six environment, but also in a very secure, uh, very user friendly streamlined process. And because actually I developed this for Adobe, so the current solution is very well integrated within our process and our Adobe infrastructure. So yeah. I, I I think it's much more robust and much the, the coverage is much more better than the assisting solution on the internet
0: so okay so was there anything i mean you know you, you joined adobe about a year ago so that that, that might be the, the the answer to my question um but is there anything that has changed uh within adobe that that has you know made this possible now like why 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 implement this now and why why couldn't you have done it say three years ago?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I joined Adobe once years ago. So I actually uh, after I just joined, I actually I looked into the existing forensics methodology. And because in my past company we I, I learned a lot about the telephone and the So uh, basically I'm I'm very familiar with the new technology. So again, actually I I think they are three main component, uh PPT, uh, people, process, and technology. In terms of technology, we have new technologies such as the telephone, Ansible. Those are infrastructure scope, so it helps us to enable our automations. Uh, for people, uh, I just joined Adobe one year ago, so I'm very familiar with this kind of Uh, technology, so I'm happy to apply this technology and leverage my skill, uh, apply my knowledge into uh, big companies and. Yeah, Uh, in terms of process, uh, actually I take this opportunity, not only uh, create this automation, but also revamp our process. We fully integrate our forensics, Lab of for CRM into our process, so we have a well, we have people supporting this solution. We have a good technology to automate this, and we have a good process. Hey, how we operate this automation?
0: Okay. Um, you alluded to this earlier, but one of the things that, that I think uh, bears kind of repeating and stressing is automation also gives you some degree of consistency in that. You know, with a manual process the 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 evidence collection and the and the, the the you know just the whole process is you know might might vary from one incident to the next in terms of like how people execute it and, and what's what information is gathered and 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 those types of things but the more it's automated the more you have a consistent perspective on okay we always get this information and we you know we can analyze this information the same way um, so you have some level of consistency there. Um, so, can you walk me through kind of you know what is the automation process? like what what triggers a forensic investigation, and then what steps occur? and yep. what's the output to you or to yep. you know whoever?
1: Yeah, so we have basically three packs uh, uh, the forensics lab or VMs uh, the data precision and also the incident tri- uh, triage. So for the forensics VM, uh. We use telephone Ansible to spin up the environment to spin up the forensics lab. Uh, in case we have a security incident, uh, the um, incident respond the uh, just check one command and the environment will be ready in 20 minutes. And so while, uh, so the incident response time may be within this 20 minutes. They can handle other things, other important physical things. Uh, the environment being set up uh, is secure, and also we have a bunch of. For two key being installed on the forensics VM. Some of them are open source. Some of them are commercial. Uh, some of them um, are in-house development script so all these kind of toolkits help us to streamline the forensic process uh, the second thing is the data acquisition uh, we have python script to talk to other cloud, most of the uh, different cloud service provider api and also our EDL. so you helps us to automate the data acquisition no longer rely on this the system engineer to handle all the things. Uh, the third one is uh, the incident charge. So we have script sit on top of uh, different security toolkits. So instead of uh, incident responder sitting in front of a computer with uh, the forensics tools to send back the result and. And also typing a uh, very, very long commands. They just leveraging the script to do some uh basic triage and so they can get better result very fast and they don't they don't need to wait and they just maybe focusing on other areas and just using our uh the triage script, they can just trigger it and uh
0: return the result okay so are there i I guess this is kind of a two-part question are there any elements of the output or actions taken that are automated in like a soar sense um or uh but then my other question is at what stage um or in what instances does this then get escalated to a human security analyst At what point is a human involved to look at the triaged information and and do something?
1: Yeah, so if you overlook, uh, if you take a look on the whole uh, security incident handling process, actually each incident response phase actually requires certain degree of human intervention. So uh, the automation I'm talking about here is mainly on Helping the security uh, incident responder or yeah security responder to handle to handle the tedious things so they no need to handle the tedious thing they can focusing on some uh, important tasks critical tasks such as uh, coordinate with the system engineer uh, communicate with the management uh, so. Yeah. So the incident responder no need to focusing on tedious things. Uh, they just trigger a command and let you go. Uh, they can focusing on critical part such as yeah, communication uh, coordination.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, so you know it, it, you've been there a year. So this is still relatively new. Yeah. Uh, are there are there issues or or challenges that you've encountered, you know, with with this, you know, doing forensics in the cloud approach, um, you know, are there any any things that you maybe hadn't considered or issues that you've identified that you still need to kind of address and solve for?
1: Yeah, so again, R two P is a big company. We have so many servers, uh, so our automation doesn't cover everything at this moment, the signal for everything. Uh, but we want to make our automation account agnostic. So, uh, we, we, yeah, there are too many technology environment within Adobe, so uh, we are try our best to uh, expand our automation to everywhere. And also Adobe is scoring. So every time when we have a new service, then uh, we need to update our automations and yeah make our automation also cover those new technology and
0: Okay. Um, all right. I mean, I guess my my uh, as we sort of wrap up, I guess my my uh, other question, my final question would be, for a, a, another organization out there that in the same boat now, granted, not everyone's in the same boat because it is somewhat a function of the size of Adobe. You know I mean, if you're, if you're yep. a smaller company and you just have the one site, you don't really need to do something like this, but for a larger company that has multiple sites across the country or multiple sites around the world where you, you know, you have incidents that are occurring all the time and you have to figure out how to do this incident response. Do you have any, you know, advice, tips, like, you know, some something they should absolutely do or something they should absolutely avoid doing?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so some companies like Adobe, uh, like Adobe, a global company, so they have surface infrastructure all around the world. So, uh, so traditionally, for instance, it's a very long process. So uh, and traditionally, the forensics is only we just do it on maybe the laptop or maybe a server. So, you know, uh, we have resources everywhere, so we need to set up, we need to create a, a foreign environment. I'm not saying everywhere, but you're able to spin up the labs at home, maybe in a country or in a dedicated environment, so you can perform, Differences anywhere so yeah not only you know the security incident happened very fast and we need to have a environment very uh, very quickly so that the incident responder can take action gain uh, visibility quickly and identify the scope remediations uh, and all kinds of things and everything is happened very fast and without automations, and actually, cannot handle the nowadays day security incident, and the speed is so fast. At the same time, for instance, we need to eight very fast in order to catch up the attack, the, the attacker. And
0: yep, that makes sense. Um. All right. Well, I want to thank you for uh, joining me, Tim, uh, and and uh, and and sharing this. I mean, you know, this, and you know, uh, you know. We, uh, you know, did the last podcast uh, uh, with Adobe as well, and I, I you know, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, like I think great innovations going on in Adobe, and and again, I think a lot of it has um, value and bearing for for any company, and and some yeah. of it is you know somewhat more unique to to a larger company, but uh, but but I appreciate you joining me to 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 share, uh, you know, what you're working on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me here.
0: All right, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you investing your time to listen to the podcast, but I also invite you to engage on social media. Uh, please go like our Facebook page and follow at Techspective on Twitter and Instagram. You can feel free to let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know if you love it. Let me know if it sucks. And uh, let me know what products you'd like to see reviewed or what uh questions that you'd like to see answered in future posts.